I'm Ali Wine, a senior analyst with Eurasia Group's Global Macro Practice. And I'm Aid Denmark, director of the Asia program at the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars. Abe, it's great to be speaking with you again, and it occurs to me that it's been a while since we last spoke. It was last August when we last spoke uh, at a very different time uh, in the United States, also a very different time in the world, but great to be speaking with you again. Great to talk with you. So we're now four months into the Biden administration, and we see a very strong reassertion of America's commitment to its allies and partners in Europe and in Asia. And I think it's fair to say that we see a particularly strong emphasis on revitalizing the Quad. So this is the United States, Australia, India, and Japan, um, and an emphasis on making that coalition a really core component of U.S. foreign policy, not just to bolster U.S. competitiveness vis-a-vis Beijing, but also to enhance the Asia-Pacific's ability to provision global public goods. And so the question I want to open with and ask and put to you is, as the Quad looks to move from, I guess you could say, abstract grouping uh, to strategic concept, what are its principal drivers? What does it have going for it? But also, what are some of its potential limitations? Yeah, I I think engaging the Quad is incredibly important. And um, there's a lot that can be worked on in terms of areas where the interests overlap. Clearly, the leading, most obvious interest is uh, China and how to uh, develop a uh, coordinated response to the challenges that uh, rise in China poses, but also a a number of other issues um, from COVID response to climate change um, and asserting shared values. These are the four four of the largest democracies in the Indo-Pacific. And so um, it provides a strong foundation for cooperation. Uh, but there's going to be significant limitations. Um, each country uh, views China differently. Um, the challenges that it prioritizes are quite different. Uh, for the United States, um, Taiwan uh, is quite uh, looms quite large, whereas for India, it's extremely different. Um, and then there's also other domestic political challenges uh, um, within each capital, especially in India, uh, which was true even before uh, COVID got really bad there, and I think is only intensified sense. There's something interesting in what you said, and and I want to pick up on the China point a little bit, because I think it's fair to say that the the principal driver, certainly in the past, let's say, year and a half, I think the principal driver imbuing the Quad with this newfound momentum, giving it a new lease on life, it has been China's increasingly a coercive regional diplomacy. But what you're suggesting is, despite Beijing's so-called wolf warrior diplomacy, even then, there are going to be divergences uh, among the Quad between uh, threat perceptions vis-a-vis uh, China and, and policy uh, priorities uh, vis-a-vis China. And so I think one of the questions then that as a follow-up is, you know, what are some of the steps, and you kind of got at this already, but what are some of the steps that the Quad can take so that it moves beyond being impelled principally by shared concerns about China's resurgence into a grouping that also expands its remit to include affirmative undertakings that might not have anything necessarily even to do with China. Yeah, I think we've already seen the first step there um, with the uh, decision to cooperate on a COVID COVID vaccine distribution across Mm -hmm. uh, the region. Um, There are several other issues that I think are looming. I mentioned uh, climate change, uh, uh, the promotion of democracy, as I expect will be another piece. And I I think it's important to show um, that this is not uh, military focused. It's not military based. Mm. Um, um, because it's also a way to demonstrate that American power is as broad and deep as many see Chinese uh, efforts to build its influence in the region. Um, So even if we're not talking about China, even if we're just looking at 
uh, infrastructure or development assistance, uh, much of which has already been done bilaterally, trilaterally amongst these countries. Um, even if it has nothing to do with China per se, the broader geopolitical context um, of uh, competition between the United States, its allies, its partners in China um, is, I think, completely uh, inescapable. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so now, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about the Quad, but also, of course, the United States has critical uh, alliance and partner relationships outside of that uh, grouping. And we see we're, we're talking today on the day when President Biden is meeting with his South Korean counterpart, President Moon. And so how should the United States strike this balance where it continues to accord a certain primacy in its Asia Pacific strategy to the Quad, but also doesn't diminish? It's very important relationships outside of that grouping. How does it strike the balance? How does it reassure, say, South Korea that, hey, just because we're focusing more on the quad doesn't mean that we're in any way demoting our relationship with you? Yeah, I think that the U.S. emphasis on the quad um, in some ways can be a, a wake up call for some in Korea, especially um, why Korea was not left out. I think there's some uh, important reasons about why Korea wasn't part of uh, a five part grouping, for example. Mm. Um, and potentially, I've, I've already seen some uh, scholars and officials talking in Korea talking about the need to join a, a quad plus um, uh, so, sort of arrangement, which I think shows that they see that they need to be part of this, at least to some degree. Um, but the other question, uh, to my mind, I'd be curious on your thoughts about this as well, um, is how the quad relates to uh, ASEAN. That mm. There's been a lot of writing in Southeast Asia about the implications of the Quad for ASEAN and ASEAN centrality. And I'm curious what you think. Well, we only have five seconds left, so oh, we'll have to answer that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Abe.